Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I am Becca Merkel. And we're a day late, but no dollars short. <laughs> <laughs> I might be we're, a dollar short. We're rich today. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking even, but a day late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Are we a day late? When do they usually post these? Thursday. So we're a day late. Yeah, we're a touch late. It's all right, guys. We're we're making a podcast when you're supposed to be listening to it. Yeah, so we're barely it'll be behind. Great. It'll be great. I've been more behind than this before now. Yeah. And the fact that we're squeaking it in at all is rather just a victory. Fab. It's just a mm-hmm. great thing. Mm-hmm. I am making great strides. This is this is boastful. Okay. But Boast. I Take am your making great strides on Christmas. Are you? I am, and it is indicative of how far behind I actually feel that I keep being like, so you say, must do something more about Christmas today. I've not so much as given Christmas a glance. Yeah, well, that's all right. It'll come and get you, anyways. Well, that's not true. I told you about that app I made my family download. I did that. Yeah, you did that. That was one of the things you did. The one and only thing I did. Yeah. Well, when I say great strides, I'm probably am. only loosely gesturing at it. Mm. I but I feel like I've started making some decisions, which makes me okay. feel like I'm really Well, I went so far as to admire a Liberty of London advent calendar. I saw the same one because and the other huge day and expensive. Yeah, it's but like, and it's also full of things that you don't you need want, and no. then it's like this is worth a thousand dollars, but, but instead awesome. you can have it for three hundred. It's still a very cool advent calendar. It is, but I but I looked at it and I thought to myself, This is what a brand name does for you. Yeah. This true. Is, this because this is like you could probably go buy parallel products at Walgreens for Oh, but I didn't want it for the products, I wanted it for the calendar. The calendar is fabulous. Very neat. Full of beauty products that would mm-hmm. probably see, give me a rash. <laughs> As my husband always threatens to buy me the pre, pre-assembled pre gift baskets at places like Walgreens. Speaking of Walgreens or at Walmart. Were we speaking he, of Walgreens? I just said you could get all the stuff probably oh, at Walgreens. Oh. Uh, he likes to offer it to me and said, oh, I could get you a little rash in a basket. Because <laughs> I am... Mm-hmm. It would it would treat me to a rash from yeah, a basket. That's maybe, what would happen. Maybe. But mm. see, I looked. You at know? It. Did you know? But I was like, but see, you could let use me it bring up year, a moral Rachel, lesson you from my put youth. Other things in it. Do you want? Yeah, not through the oh every year. Yeah. You yeah. Oh, like, for sure. It's very it. beautiful. It's a cool thing. Uh, this is a little moral anecdote from my youth when we went to the lake. Yeah. And mom buttered me up with (laughs) sunscreen and then nonetheless I turned a scorched pink and so what what is there to presume other than that you got sunburned yeah when you've been out on the sizzle all day and you turn hot pink and so we just kept on with the sunscreen and just the situation escalated until (laughs) We found out I was allergic to the sunscreen. <laughs> like, yep. It's an, an an agonizing moment. Later, I treated myself to a spectacular... Uh, none of these are like serious allergies, but the first time I ever ate a mango, oh, we sliced yeah. the like broad side of the mango uh-huh. off. 
and scored it and then popped the little things out, you know, like yeah. inverted it. And I ate it off of the peel. Mm -hmm. And then just my, all of my cheeks flamed out in a yeah, fever blister Looking, of doom. Yeah, Looks like Ronald McDonald. Really not what anyone mm -hmm. wanted to look like. Mm -hmm. But that turns out to be an allergy not to mango, but to an enzyme that's in the peel of a mango. And it's the same enzyme as in a butternut squash peel, which mm -hmm. is why if I peel a butternut squash and get those little dewy droplets yeah. all over my hands, then then my hands turn bright orange, tighten up like glue dried on them, and then like within two hours, your skin sloughs off like it <laughs> like it's like a nice little peel of some kind. I take a coat of my skin off from butternut you squash. You could try that on your face for a nice I little, know, a little derma like a freshener. Yeah. 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 One time I spent the night at a friend's house and borrowed her moisturizer to great regret. <laughs> <laughs> Padded something allergenic all over well, my face. Okay. So one time when my kids had chicken pox all at the same time and that was a sort of a deep time that we had and there was a lot of calamine lotion flying around and and then somebody told me you definitely need to give him an oatmeal bath and I never have found out how I was supposed to have done that but I was ready to try anything so it was like okay an oatmeal bath how do you do that and it was like just chuck a bunch of oatmeal in the bath so I was like all right so all the oats went in they sat in it I can't remember at all whether it worked because the real key thing that sticks with me about that incident was that when I went to drain the tub, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> because you're like, now what? I have a tub full of porridge. Like, what are you supposed to do? Oh. I, mean, I really still don't know how you're supposed to take an oatmeal bath. I would have thought... How? I how don't know. You? I've never done it nor administered <laughs> one. But I would have thought that grinding the oats up would have created more of a liquid slurry than like full-on bloated oats. I don't know, but it was just like... I don't, I don't at all relish this. I mean, it was like now I've got to slop that all out of the tub somehow because it's not going down the drain. Regrets. Oh, what I was going to say about my problem with the sunscreen is that... Is that not a perfect morality tale for for bad counsel or something? Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, here, we're going to, let's prevent this by slapping on something that will give me a horrific a rash. A hair of the dog. And then when we're like, look, this isn't working. We better do more of that bad counsel. Well, it's like that bit in the Old Testament where they're all in trouble for having worshipped the Queen of Heaven. And that's why they're all down where in Egypt or something. So then they're like, the problem was we did not worship the queen of heaven hard enough. <laughs> so now we're going to worship her even harder. Try harder. Do yeah. the dumb mm -hmm. thing more. Yeah. It's amazing how much that is yeah. a problem though, because the assumption is not that my solution is harming the situation, but I haven't had enough solution yet. So yeah. you keep... Yeah, you know, digging in deeper yeah. with your Queen of Heaven self-discovery time, or your I need space from my husband time, oh, or sure. whatever you've done that you thought would fix it that didn't fix it. Maybe mm -hmm. the question is, was that a biblical thing to do in the first place? Yeah, 
Yeah. You know? And actually, and this is a thing that, this is, this is a thing, Beck. This What's is, the thing, This is a Rach? thing. It comes up a lot. And I think it's just, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this repeatedly. Last time we were together, we talked about friendship and like, like needing to confront Flamer people offers, or, yeah. yeah, all of those different things. But the thing I think is really worth doing some discovery work on is the concept of not feeling like you need to confront everything when someone hurt your feelings or when something like, Oh yeah. But the reason I say that is that there's a lot of Christian women who actually think there is no way out of my feelings except that way. So no matter how bad it is, we have to do it. Well, I think that if your feelings were hurt, then you should be, oh, I don't know, quadruply sure that you need to confront it before you do. And if your feelings were not hurt, then it's probably four times more likely that you ought to say something and you don't want to. That's a good rule of thumb. Don't you think? <laughs> although, although I would say... Well, because I'm just saying often the motivation for actually getting getting your game face on right. to confront someone, the fuel that's driving it is your own hurt and anger. And if you're not hurt and angry... Right, because you want to go get something for yourself back. Some yeah. kind of satisfaction yeah. out of the deal. Yeah. And, and so it's there's a reality it. that is we're all kind of vandals and arsons in our heart. Like the arsonists. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say something. Yeah. Let me correct my own grammar before you have to. <laughs> uh, you, we all have that desire to tear it down. Like you think... <laughs> Becca's having a hair fail here. Uh, we all have that desire to destroy. Like, and that's what has to be mortified, right? Yeah. The flesh, the flesh is the one what wants to ruin it all. It's true. All, all the time. It's true. And, and the idea, and by it all, I mean really everything. Your church relationships, your marriage, your relationship mm -hmm. with your children, mm -hmm. your everything. Your flesh wants to get in there and mess it up and yeah. destroy it. And so the reality is if all of your flesh is hustling you along towards a confrontation mm -hmm. or towards mm -hmm. a, I better give her a call and tell her how hurt my husband was that her husband yeah, decided right. to play racquetball with Steve instead of him, <laughs> you know, so, well, I, or whatever. I think, I'm just saying anytime your flesh is like, do it, do it, yeah, go get up, yeah. go let them know I think what the you think. The thing is, yeah, if you, it's like, I mean, I don't carry around firearms, but if I did, you know, you kind of want to know that there's the safety is on and you're not just winging it around. And I do think that if you feel really like you have to call her right now or you have to email or you mm -hmm. have to send that text, that's probably a good little warning that you ought to take a beat. <laughs> and, and not do that right now. And if you think, oh, no, I so don't want to do it, then... But I suspect I, I suspect need to I because... To. If you right. have the please don't make me feeling, it might be an indicator that you should take it seriously. And if you have a just let me at her, then it might be an indication that you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. You know, but just... I think I think the thing, the angle on it that I wanted to get to is the fact that you're emotional problem about some event can be resolved without a big thing. It's true. You do not. You can decide to let love cover a multitude of sins. And you don't actually have to run into their house and shoot bottle rockets at them. 
<laughs> like there are ways. And this is the thing that I think is really, I know we've talked about this, but it's really important in marriage is when your flesh wants to make a big stink and throw down about something and be offended and be aloof and distant and make your husband feel sorry that he forgot whatever or did yeah. something thoughtless or when, when everything in you wants to do that. that There actually is a different option. It just requires you mortifying your own flesh. Right. And it requires you choosing in that moment when you really want to go do the bad to actually choose peace and love and right. and the reason I'm saying take a beat is because in the moment you'll feel like this is righteous anger and you'll feel like this is what justice looks like and you'll feel like you are in fact the servant of God in this moment <laughs> that brings the truth to yeah. bear uh-huh. and you're going to justify it to yourself by all of those things it's going to be I've truth I've heard it's moments be... where someone specifically says just wanting to bring some clarity to the issue and then they bring the opposite of yeah. clarity they yeah. bring when we lived briefly at a pond house that had a bunch of pond scum yeah. There was a time we got in a pond scum fight <gasps> where we were slapping I didn't slapping the hideous scummy I trails never, at each other. I never did it. Well, it wasn't as fun as it sounded like it could have been at first. <laughs> Cuz it sounds glorious. Well, when you were how old were we? I was in junior grade. high. Yeah. You oh, were I was yeah, you were well, in fourth. fourth graders, who can you I mean, can you imagine being wiser than to want to throw pun scum at your brother? I mean, I don't know. But it wasn't as glorious as it could have been. But the but the point the point that I'm making here is still there is another way. Like you don't have to do that. No, no, you could stay out of the pun scum. And this is a great little guideline. When Becca was saying your um, you were saying. You're, if you're angry, you might feel like you're bringing clarity or yeah. the laser focus of truth. <laughs> but you're not. You're no. not bringing that. But yeah. one of the things is, here's a great way to do it. Just decide, if you're angry, that you will not do it until you're not angry, which should be the very next day. Because even if it's a righteous anger, you can't hold on to it. Yeah. Don't let the sun don't go down. Don't let the sun go down on it. And if that doesn't poke your anger in the eyeball, I don't know what will. Because right. the reality is we're not waiting to honor God and give it to him. We're waiting for someone else to pacify our yeah. anger. Or you've worked off your your spleen on somebody. You know, like you've, you've really uncorked it. And mm-hmm. now you feel better. You've had your little catharsis. And you feel like, see, some justice was done. Yeah, I did and that. That's, that's not the same. I'm so glad not I did. Don't we all feel better same. now? And the answer no. is, we do not. No. We, as a group, we do not feel better. You know better what else now. I think women should probably take stock of is urging your husband to do it. Urging your husband to go say the thing. Egging him on until he has no rest, and then he has to, like, sort of Samson like, just gives in because he's so sick of it, and he goes off and does the thing that splits the church. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and it's because Don't do it. it's because he had such an encourager at home, <laughs> such a helper, someone who is such right. a person who really yeah. stepped in, and yeah, uh, mm. that is funny. So, hold on, I'm going to look for 
uh, I'm gonna, I've lately I've been having to do a bunch of reading, which is of course, you know, good for the brain. Okay. However, one problem is I when you read a lot, you get a lot of thoughts going in your head. Yeah. That seem very connected, but yeah. then it's really hard to like launch the yeah. topic with someone else. Okay. However, I shared this in the Bible reading challenge because I thought this was just so great. This was from Lewis. Okay. And he, I think that the example he uses right before this is like in heaven where the streets are made of gold and the, okay. the images of heaven. Okay. He says, the natural appeal of this authoritative imagery is to me at first very small. And he's, <laughs> he's talking about it being authoritative because it's in scripture. Okay. Uh, at first sight, it chills rather than awakes my desire. <laughs> and that is just what I ought to expect. If Christianity could tell me no more of the far off land than my own temperament led me to surmise already, then Christianity would be no higher than myself. If it has more to give me, I must expect it to be less immediately attractive than my own stuff. Sophocles at first seems dull and cold to the boy who has only reached Shelley. If our religion is something objective, then we must never avert our eyes from those elements in which it seems puzzling or repellent, for it will be precisely the puzzling or the repellent which conceals what we do not yet know and need to know. Yeah, that's great. Isn't that so good? Really good. But I'm bringing that up in this context because of that, because of things like you don't understand how you could not be snarky at your husband, but mm. instead pray about it and be kind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't understand that because it does not come naturally to you. No, and you're But probably... if all of God's ways came naturally to us, yeah. we would not need him to no. tell us what no. to do. His ways would not be, in fact, higher than our ways. It would just be our own ways, you know, repackaged. It's true. And I do think there's... Um, there's all of the motivation, I think, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, that you think you're bringing justice, truth, righteousness, and equity to everything. And just realizing that there are other ways of looking at that. Mm -hmm. You might be bringing fuel to the fire, fussy attitudes, resentment, causing rifts and chasms <laughs> that won't be overcome. You might be, in fact... Biting and devouring yeah, one another. You might be slashing at him in oh, a way word. that is going to be, you know, terrible. But I guess that, so I was going to say another thing that this applies to totally is like submission. If, yeah. if it holds no natural appeal to you, then that's not less reason to pursue it. It's more reason to pursue it. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't intuitively understand being a sacrificial mother and it doesn't naturally appeal to you, uh -huh. then that's not less reason to pursue it. It's more reason to. God is so yeah. clear with us about what he wants from <clears throat> us. And so many parts of it were like, what? Or well, like, like, like forgiving someone 70 times seven. You know how I'm picturing a very small toddler, one who's only just beginning to talk, you know? And this is, this is not an intellectual, intellectually difficult concept because the most beginners in life and in the English language, they can do this. And it's, but I don't want to. No wanna. I don't wanna. 
And and that one is one of the first things that humans think of. Mother says to do something. It's like, but I don't want to. I don't want to. And I feel like we sometimes make very little progress because we just here we are in that. as adults reading God's word, saying, and God but says, I don't want to be hospitable without complaining, and we say, don't want to, don't want to. Submit your husband as to the ah, Lord. Don't want to. Don't want to forgive your neighbor. I don't you know. Wanna. And that's the thing that's really funny is just think about it. It's so simple. It's so simple that it actually just doesn't matter if you don't want to. <laughs> it's just kind of like, yeah, that's not the relevant piece of information right now. <laughs> but, but I feel like it is such an instinctive thing. I mean, that every single child, they don't have to be taught how to say that, feel that, express that. Oh, man. They just, they know. They know how. And and this is the thing that's sad, is that we're seriously ripping off the children of the world right now with a lack of discipline. Yeah. We are making people who do not have a clue how to go forward in their lives because of parents not teaching okay, them. Okay, so you know how um, I've... When you have a baby, I always think it's so kind of God to let us start with these bodies that are very small and lightweight when we don't know how to control them at all. You know, because mm-hmm. like a little baby, you have to put the mittens on so they don't scratch their face. They're whacking themselves in the head. When they're first, they can grab a rattle, but they can't get it into their mouth. So they're smacking their forehead with it mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like they're just a little tiny little person. And then Good when try. they're learning yeah. to walk, they're still really low to the ground. So when they take a tumble, it's still, you know, yeah. okay. And and then you gradually build your way up. But yeah. can you imagine if you entered the world with your current body, but with an infant's ability to control it? Mm-hmm. And imagine how hard that would be. And I think we are doing that to kids. Totally. Where... They are allowed to grow up to be an adult so sad. With, with the power to wreck their lives and an infant's ability to control their own desires, passions, and emotions. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a whole thing about, um, I just saw somebody sent it to me and now I don't think I know where it is, so that's too bad. But it was basically a whole Instagram genius person you know one of those people really looking into the human heart and psychology to tell us what's actually happening okay yeah they're just like children are not being bad when they lie no when they're lying they're it's a developmental thing so they lie so if they lie to you that they saw a dragon under the bed, you simply have to say you are so creative. And if they lie mm. to you and they say, basically it gave you a bunch of, if they lie to you because they don't want to be punished, that's because they're learning to weigh consequences. I mean, it was like, <laughs> whatever, it's so like when my kids are like, you know, it's opposite day. When you yeah. say yes, it's no or something. Yeah. You're just like, guys... This is so mean. It is so mean to take a yeah, kid no, and not awful. give them the clarity of when they're lying. I, guys, we've all met the adult that can't oh, acknowledge man. their own failures. Oh, or who, who lies. wants to? No, but, the but take, that, take that kid who's always been embraced for lying. Oh my put Lord. them in a workplace and just imagine yourself on a team with them trying to get something done. I know. 
I know. They are the chosen one what's <laughs> always having a developmental phase. Because <laughs> when does that end? When do you be like, the developmental phase is over now? <laughs> it's way better now, thing to learn when you're young. We're going to focus on what the truth is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so bad. I, I do think that it is such a huge disservice, but I do also think that there are people who now are suddenly realizing that they weren't ever taught that you know like how how do you learn self-control when no one's ever ever made you i feel like we get that question all the time because any time that we come up any time that we say something about emotional control Mm -hmm. we get the feedback from people being like i don't know how to do that like help but not not like i don't know how to do that and i don't think it's important like i actually genuinely feel crippled like i don't know how to swim Mm -hmm but I mm-hmm. have to cross a river or I don't right. know how to like, right. I don't know how to do this, how to yeah. not. And the sad thing is for a lot of women like that, they're married to men who've also never seen it. They've never yeah. seen someone like, so nobody has a good idea. No. no. And yeah, that's true. And if they've never seen it, you might assume that a certain level of uh, quarreling, squabbling, disagreeing, passive aggressive is just yeah. simply what life is like. Yeah, and but it the doesn't truth need is, to be. It shouldn't be. It should, like, your home should not be dominated by people throwing emotional elbows at one another. You know, like, it really should be sweet fellowship and laughter and. Joy and friendship and companionship and, you know. And I think it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to communicate that, that that's totally possible. And it's only Mm -hmm. totally possible because of Jesus. Right. It's not totally possible because somebody taught you that when you were young. Like there are so many things, so many things about our faith that are the result of essentially a new heart and a renewed mind. And yeah. the renewed mind is we get a new heart, but we still have to be sanctified. The renewed mind is being in the word. But also, well, I can't remember with the reference as you have received Christ Jesus. So walk in him, mm-hmm. which means you didn't get it by how hard you tried. No. You got it because it was a free gift and walk in him like that. Like rest totally. in God's grace. But at the same time, but that, we also know sanctification is like many other things. It can become like muscle memory, but in your soul. Where it's like you don't return a sharp so answer. That going and back it's to because that you've Lewis been quote, practicing it for a long going time. Going back to that Lewis quote. It's when you obey, when you when you come to learn about it, even when it doesn't immediately attract you, you're obeying God because you're like, I want to obey God, and I want to do that even when it's painful to me. Like, I want to do it because I care about this. Then what happens is you actually start having your own testimony to that thing. Right. Right? So now you're a firsthand witness to right. why submission makes your marriage way sweeter right. or now you have a testimony that's like I am a first hand account of how I didn't have to unload all of my grievances against my mother when I saw yeah. her for the first time um, in six months now that you read a Lewis quote I'm going to read a Lewis quote um, and this is from that hideous strength and it's one of my favorite quotes um, 
and it's when Jane is talking to Ransom and she's she's telling him that she doesn't really love her husband. Do mm-hmm. you remember this? Yeah. And and um she says what would what would the people you're talking about say in a case like this? You know, like uh I don't love him, yeah. Yeah, I don't we just and she says, I guess our marriage was just a mistake. Like we just don't everything is disjointed, they're not happy, they don't love each other, it was just a mistake. What would what would you say about that? And Ransom says, they would say, he answered, that you do not fail in obedience through lack of love, but have lost love because you never attempted obedience. Mm. And that is just one of the best things ever, which I I think that it's, again, it's the cart and the horse thing. Totally. You, you didn't fail in obedience because you didn't have enough love. You lost the love because you never attempted obedience. And so the good. obedience is the thing that is going to fuel the love and the grace and the friendship and everything else so mm-hmm. you can't you can't wait until you're feeling happy well, with like with everything at home and then you can really obey god it's well, like you obey often, god first and guess what happens and this is often the way that it is is that we don't want to have to live by faith like but we do have to live by faith which means there's a lot of times that you have to take a step that doesn't make sense to you mm-hmm. there's times where you're like but if I told them that I took that money, then I would lose my job. So I can't right. do that. Instead of trusting God that repentance and getting that right is absolutely the best step that you could ever take. Right. Regardless of the consequences. Or for a woman being like, but I don't want to forgive this because then he'll think he can just do it, he could do he it if he wants to do it. Because if I forgive it, then he won't have any consequences for having been late home for dinner tonight. Right or whatever and this way that we refuse to take a step in faith knowing what's required of us just it what it does is not it does not it keeps us from understanding so much more of god it keeps us from understanding the like his mercies in the things that he's uh told us and i think it's really funny how little-minded we are in the flesh. <laughs> because if you read off the Ten Commandments, pretty much every Christian hears the Ten Commandments. Like, you can't go there, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. And you're not allowed to do this thing either, and don't, you know. <laughs> everyone's like, well, 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 I guess I can't. I guess I can't do really anything then. You know, that's <laughs> what God says. And everybody gets really weirdly oppressed by thinking God says no to so many things. But we don't stop and think about the incredible protection and freedom that each one of those is. Like when God says, you'll have no other gods before me. You got to realize that worship is a kind of slavery. Any other god before God is a cruel master. So it's, it's another version of God singing... You'll serve me, not any of these other slave ships. You won't be on mm-hmm. any of these. You know, mm-hmm. like, you don't get to go be in the dungeons of a slave ship. And the Christians go, man, like, would have been so good, but he won't let us. It's very duffel puttish of us. Yeah. But then things like not committing adultery. It's like, well, everyone's like, yeah, well, I mean, but you're like, on the other hand, you're free to have a life that is not loaded down with 
betrayal and lies. <laughs> yes, and an and explosive relationship and the heaviness of things, like of damage that's really yeah. been done. Or, for instance, envy. Like, God is hardly just, cutting the fun out of your life by telling you to I not be envious. Can I just say how much I appreciate all the time that the donkey made the list? Because it's such a good tribute to humanity that you could look at your neighbor's donkey and be like, man. <laughs> it's like... And it really could be anything at all. Like, we can actually fall into sin over things like weed eaters. And yeah. so... <laughs> and I just really think that and the did donkey... Did you bring up weed eaters as like a modern day donkey? Or yeah, did you... yeah. Like, there's my neighbor over there with his Me fancy and his weed donkey eater. is really handling things. <laughs> it's so funny because... It's like we are so capable of getting into a tood over something right. as so like, homely as a donkey. So let's just take a hypothetical question and say, say you follow a bunch of stuff on like Pinterest or you look at magazines all the time and you for sure are falling into envy. You know, like you're cultivating a little discontent, a little envy, yeah. a little something. Sure. And then say a more advanced in the Christian walk woman it's like, you know what I think you should do? Lay off Pinterest and Instagram sure. and stop stop drooling over all of these things that have nothing to do with your life. Sure. And I think your average Christian woman would be like, you're just trying to make me not have any fun. And I just, you know, like, like <laughs> if you're already in that sin, you actually would act like they're trying to hem you in by yeah. saying, why don't you stop being consumed yeah. By looking at other people's things instead of your mm-hmm. own. And you would mm-hmm. feel like you're just trying to take away my fun. But you're yeah. not having fun. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. You're not. It's no, not fun not. to be envious. It's super destructive. <laughs> and you're like, but good times. I wanted to do it. And that's really what it comes down to. Is I want. It was my own idea to do it. So that's why I value it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just sin, uh, you know. It's always yeah. a bad idea. So my my mother-in-law was a kindergarten teacher for a lot of years. And I remember her telling this story about, you know, prayer time is always a trip, I think, in the kindergarten classrooms, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were going to pray. And one <laughs> kid raises his hand to ask for some prayer. <laughs> and she said, he goes, so when I do this, and he like pinches <laughs> his chest and then twists it really hard. He goes, when I do this. It hurts. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of our of our bigger league You're prayer like, you know requests what? that are a you lot know like what? that. And she's yeah. like, well, don't do that. Somehow these videos <laughs> have been being uh, served up to me. Uh, you know, like where they're just, I don't like it. Whatever it is, it's some new way that they're trying to get you to follow new people or something. Okay. I, it's dumb. But... Where there's like a video already going, which has made me aware of an entire genre of things that I think people are doing, which is videos women are making to make fun of their husbands. Oh, perfect. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I saw one that was, I feel like it was just a woman making a, I am so superior face while she, well, like the text on it was saying my friend's husband's. It was basically a video about that her husband 
wrapped a shirt around his face to carry a dirty diaper outside and she's like blinking and making a superior face and saying like meanwhile my friend's husband's like like making a video to share on social media to to be like he is such an imbecile that I married and that's an example of like one of those times where a faithful Christian woman would be like Listen, you're out of line. You are not honoring your husband. No. You are being disrespectful, and that's why this is sinful, and you should take it off. And I guarantee you, she'd be like, but I'm just being funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm being clever. I'm yeah. having a great time. You're like, you're not. This just is winning the TikTok. We can all, <laughs> we can all tell <laughs> you are not having a good time. No. This is not no. sweetening your life. This is no. not a funny joke. None of this is good. But it... It's funny how sensitive even Christians are about just saying a thing that's like, well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's disrespectful. <clears throat> you shouldn't have said it. Yeah. I feel like that's somebody who's basically doing that when I do this, it hurts, except for that they don't even know that it does. Yeah. They're like, look at this neat thing I can do, and they're yanking out a handful of their own hair. Maybe like, there are husbands out there. <laughs> they're in just the world. like, you know what? That's they haven't not... tried to get me into this genre of videos, but maybe there are husbands out <laughs> there in the world who are making videos about things they find unattractive about their wives. But it Something would be seems better to tell me that that would not fly no, as hard on no. the TikToks. This is the thing. No. This is the thing right there. You've put your finger on it. <laughs> is that we are working with monstrously doubled standards? Yeah. For yeah. what women may do and what men may do. It is the truth. Hmm. So do you have any tips? Any hot ideas well, for life? Um, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I feel like we just got distracted signing to one another in the car. <laughs> You know we're, what we really should not do is signs. get into silent podcasting <laughs> while we're still recording ourselves. <laughs> we'll come out of our silent communication here for a minute. <laughs> we should bring like a little whiteboard and we can write each other notes. Yeah, let's get like like the world's most bizarre interview. We're like, <laughs> never follow the discussion. I feel like I have things that I have learned that I feel proud of myself for learning, but yeah. I can't think of them right now. Can't dial it up. I feel like we ought to... One of my old methods I'm back to working on, which is just touching something that I'm wanting to work on, like just like doesn't matter how much you get done, but touch it every day. Okay. You know, like, and that is a yeah. good technique for making progress. It's kind of the productivity of crafty type mm-hmm. things. Sort of that. So what sort of things are you talking about? Well, right now that's my weaving and my... Oh. Like stuff that you mean to do but that you're having a hard time finding the time. That's me putting up a tin ceiling. Maybe yeah, like chip every chip. day I'll put up a square. <laughs> yeah, well, how do you put it up? With a screw gun or glue? No, this one is drywall screws. But I... The last one I did, I got nail up because I felt like I just wanted to nail it instead of worrying about that. Because I was like, a nail gun seems like it'd be nice and fast and then you'd nail it up and it'd fall right off and I was like what and then it turned out I had to finish nails no no I had to like I had to go back over the drywall and install like a grid of like 
wood strips like lath in order to have something to nail into because it just doesn't stick in a sheetrock, which of course I should have known if I thought about it. So this is a bigger Could stretch. So I got nails I got there. the kind that is screw up now, not nail up, because nothing nothing could induce me to go try to install another grid all over my all over my kitchen ceiling. That sounded like So the why worst. not just use liquid nails? Um that's nobody's preferred method at least <laughs> well but you didn't ask me what my preferred <laughs> I mean, method was i didn't see that anywhere in the in the literature of i mean if it was like this is actual tin it's not i know it's but not when, like those lightweight when, ones i think you probably could glue up the lightweight ones but rachel's googling you guys i'm gonna be She's like googling. liquid nails for Can the win you liquid nail up the tin panels they kind of interlock, so I think that might get a bit messy. Mm. You know? Um, well, I don't know. Liquid nails. Here we go. I'm with you, Sheldon. I can help you out. <laughs> Look at Liquid nails. Every day in every way, I'll liquid nails up one panel of tin. Look at it. It's here and featured on Metal Ceiling Express. Well, liquid nails. All right. Uh, liquid nails construction adhesive for gluing tin ceiling tiles to walls for backsplash. Well, yes. walls, I feel like, is slightly different, but. But I don't. I can't maybe. imagine it falling off. I feel like liquid nails is sort of a permanent choice. It just seems it feels like pretty it is. permanent. Yeah. I mean, so I've I've used a lot of liquid nails in my life, and I, I interestingly, could see it. although I recommend it, I have not. Oh really? <laughs> I have like no no liquid nails experience. I've been there. I've been there. I for mean, the why liquid am nail. I like? But this is what I used to do: the wander, the hardware, the wander, the craft mm. store. <gasps> Big news, guys. Oh, big news. I have big news in the hardware store, too. I can't say it. I was oh. just realizing that my daughters listen to the podcast, so I can't That's say awkward. it. Yeah. Well, last time I was cruising around in the hardware store just taking a glance at what was offered. You know, because sometimes you're like, you need to know. It needs to be there for you if you ever... Because your time will come. Rachel, they have Lazy Susan hardware for, like, Lazy Susans that can hold up to 500 pounds or something. And and I was building. like, yeah, just hanging there on the wall in a what little Ziploc bag. What I know. We... I was like, I. this is good I mean, I don't know intel. that I need it, but I might. Hi, good honey. intel indeed. No, sir. Because, I mean, I don't know why I need 500 pounds on a Lazy Susan, but if I do, I know that I can get it there. It's not called Lazy Susan either. It's like, I stood there and I looked at it and I was like, what is that? 500 thing? pounds. What? Because it said it was rated up to... You know, it was a lot of weight. Maybe it wasn't 500 pounds, but it was a lot of weight. It was, it was like, you know, I was trying to picture what could go for 500 pounds. What could we put on a Lazy Susan? A pallet of bricks. Maybe just a pallet with a, like, we could build a little platform, put it on a Lazy Susan thing, and put, like, the patio table for two on top of it. And then we could just twirl. Then twirl some, that around. Then there's some lesser lazy susan things but they're not big it's like a little ziploc bag hanging on the wall and and i was looking at this ring and it said like weighted or rated up to 500 pounds and i was like what do you do with that ring that's what it is it's the hardware yeah interesting tidbits yeah. i, I feel like i've been out of touch with my 
thoroughly creative side for a while. Mm, like the side yeah. that used to invest in things I, right. like yeah. like the big ideas that would come on me mm-hmm. that I would I mm-hmm. maybe I burned through all my ideas and now I'm settled into the things I think are worth doing and the things I don't think are yeah. worth doing. But I can remember the time when I was at and this is still a cute idea. So there's that. What? That plastic webbing for um lawn chairs. Okay. You can buy it just Sure. By the yard, you know, okay, to like yeah. re-plastic web your lawn chairs. Well, those old ones, like from our childhood, had some real spiffy yeah. looks yeah. sometimes. Maybe <laughs> like, like the blue and white. The little stripe. aluminum frame, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I bought a bunch of that webbing one time and I wove <laughs> baskets out of it. <laughs> What's funny is it was totally cute. It was, I made a little square basket out of red and white lawn chair webbing that I used for Lena's baby toys for forever. It was like a soft basket, but it looked, it was like a cute sharp corners because it, because it's big, wide, flat, plasticky stuff. And that was with us for a long time. But, but what fever it was that burned me (laughs) into being like, I actually totally remember that I just ran into the webbing like at Walmart and was like, Oh, this See, is useful. At some time, what would I life, do with this? When I was much younger than that, I this had to have been early high school. I was <laughs> I was suddenly overtaken with an urge to make cast concrete uh, <laughs> candlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> we should revisit that because everyone would want them now. Uh, yeah, everyone would yeah. be like concrete. Yeah, yeah, well, but they were. That was probably in an era when we thought it would have been good to drape fake grapes on them. Well, I'm. I can't be sure if there were going to be fake grapes, but they were going to be like very, um, like a cool big balustrade shape, you know. But that lots of swoop doodles in there, yeah. like a big chunky one and then but then I was like shoot because in order to cast it you've got to have a mold which means you have to have the original and there was nothing that shape and so whatever it was whatever the whatever the thought process was I needed a original shape to work out yeah, I and remember. Then, I got some of my best mileage making fun of then, Becca's craftiness off of this project. I was going to make a mold of the original. So what I chose to use <laughs> was some spray foam. <laughs> the world's least controllable substance. It's basically... <laughs> I think I still remember that first shot off the gun of what you were gonna make and the way that it did not behave as one would want a medium that you were working with to behave. I don't know. No, because what it's called me there. Because it's specifically called expanding foam. <laughs> Which means that you cannot in any way control the end result of what you get. But I think, I I can't remember why Mm. I got myself I bet I know why. Why? Because we were building our house, the mom and dad were building. And the spray foam was on the job. And I think that 
some places where it just gets squirted in, it billows out very yeah. beautifully into yeah. like a smooth, yeah. like where you're like, oh, this is like a beautiful, smooth, balloony looking swoop. But what mm. happened did, was not that. <laughs> it did not turn into sort of a candlestick. No, it no. turned into sort of a loose pile of... <laughs> <laughs> of oddly shaped and drifting off to the side. It was very not. Yeah, it was not I, I just don't know what I thought would happen. You know, like I just. Yeah. But um, well, whatever it was, you it didn't. Wrong. Yeah, it didn't work out. Um, little cup. Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, that never came through. But but I, Becca, why we should do it? I could make some cast. Let's do it now that now. we know more how. Yeah. This time I'm going to get some floral foam and sculpt it. <laughs> Why don't you do it for like centerpieces for Thanksgiving? Mm, yeah. Well, I have made molds now before. Uh, you know, like at the time I'd never made a mold and now I have. And it's a, it's super fun. I could get so into that. Maybe we should do it. Maybe that's our next stop. Yeah, let's make molds of stuff. And, like, I can think of a lot of failed craft things that I did. Well... One that I did yeah, that was actually very cute at the time, and it turned out really cute. Okay. And I like was... that you're sharing your, your wins, the cute ones, and I have my spray foam fails. Well, I just... Maybe well, I mentally blocked right. yeah. my failures. I've what done a lot of those. Cute. I've done a lot of those, Tell too. Tell us about your successes. I... We had a domino box that I bought at a yard sale. Not the box, but I bought the domino I bought the box with dominoes. Oh, it. not pizza. I was no, surprised. No, sorry, no. Dominoes yeah, okay. the, the like game. the pieces. Yeah. And I bought it at some yard sale when the kids were little because I was okay. like, oh, they'd have fun with these. This is a fun... Well, speaking of which, I should get some from Moses. I bet he would Domino's. really yeah, enjoy that would. now. Yeah. Anyways, I... But it was this clever little black vinyl box that had a little... Like the way it opened, like the, it was a cute okay. little case. Yeah. For whatever reason, I spent more time staring down that box and thought I could probably make a fairy house for Lena oh. out of it. Like the, like the way it folded out, it was like very cute. Anyways, I ended up, I sewed a little, it was a purse. I knit the straps and sewed them on to a box purse that I that I sewed with plastic canvas in it so that it would you'd set the purse down and you took the elastic off the button and a little front yard would fold out and oh, then the front of the box would fold up so that it was a roof on the little so it was okay, a little house yeah. with a roof standing on it yeah and then you could lift the roof up and there were little fairies inside of it I made That's flower fairies good. There, there were some things that derailed, like it would have been cuter with a, well, you know, we had like the bear house from when I was yeah, really yeah. little. It was totally mm -hmm. me trying to figure yeah. that out. I went through then a crisis. I bought the, I bought the bear house pattern. That's fabulous. Mm -hmm. The same one that grandma used yeah. to make ours. Right. And I somehow, I made the couch, but I was like, it was like way too involved of a, yeah. It was like plastic canvas and upholstery fabric and all this stuff yeah. to make a little couch. And I did it, but I started like weirdly, I think I was being like, I gotta get this done for something. And Luke yeah. was like, listen, there's a reason it was your grandma that made it for you and not your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's interesting that you bring that up because yeah. 
you do speak the truth that when yeah. you're the person with the little kids at home, it's not yeah. as reasonable no. to hit the tiny uh-uh. couch upholstery. No. However, <laughs> it is it is deep in my heart that yeah. that's an awesome yeah. thing to do. And yeah. I just feel like I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm biding my time for when it's no, the, Rachel, when it's the I thing. Have, I've got a whole plan that is so good that I'm so desperate to do in my house that I have no need to because it is exactly the most amazing thing that I'm going to do but for when there are well I suppose when there are grandkids because yeah okay I don't have little kids to my house often enough okay but it's a whole I'm it I'm right there with you. It's like, oh, mm, oh, oh, this is a great I'm idea. I'm gonna be, yeah. Well, my knit mice have moved into that world too. Where I'm like gonna get these mm-hmm. done for the grandkids, yeah. Because there should be a box of knit mice. I just feel like that's just base standard, level, just base basic. level. Like if, yeah, just. Well, I feel really bad when little kids come to my house right now because. I've got like literally nothing for them to do. It's like there's no, mm. I'm so out of that mode. And I have a couple bins down in the basement of like some blocks or train tracks or like little play dinosaurs and stuff that I did save, but like they're down in the basement. And then when somebody mm-hmm. comes over, like, oh, oh dear, I'm sorry. There's really like, I, I have, could go I'm, down and I'm have more, a I have more close by yeah. ones, yeah. but I have. No, I've got a whole great plan for an under the stairs fantastic space. I meant to have a playland under the stairs, but we mm-hmm. ended up having a hard time um, getting the... It was hard to get the the way that we were trying to put a door on the side of under the stairs. There was like, it was like where the yeah. studs were. We yeah. had, it was just like too tricky. Yeah. And I'm actually super stoked that I don't have that. Uh, I'm glad now, I'm glad to say that I I have room for my high chairs and chairs and tables under there. That's important. And it's probably more important than a plant yeah. land. Yeah, probably. So I'm just getting that out there. That mm, probably. I think we might have gone into one of our anecdotes. Well, one of our spirals where I'm going to now start describing to you the mythical place under the stairs that someday I'm going to Jemima build. told me that our listeners are as bad as we are. And if we didn't <laughs> tell them that we'd done that, they might not know. <laughs> I no, think see, she's I probably right. She's Rachel, probably right. Rachel, you know where my green couch is? To the left of the yeah. green couch. I want a little arched bright green door with that can go in under under just the little mm-hmm. short end of the stairs. But you might end up having the same problem that I have, which is that there's the supports for the stairs are actually important. So, well, I'm not going to take the supports from the stairs. No, out. I'm saying in my case, it was how do you get a door in between? Oh, yeah, but I want it to be like a little hobbit hole door. Like a little But yeah, do you get what I'm one. saying is it would probably involve restructuring the whole wall that holds the stairs up. Like no, that. I don't think it will. I, it's going to be totally <laughs> fine. She's going to hit it with worried. some spray foam I'm and it'll work out. I'm not worried about it. It'll That'd be, be great. It'll be super no, fun. It's gonna be, I have already sourced the hardware for the <laughs> I don't first need things first. I don't need drawers in my kitchen. I've, I'm working. Oh, on Oh, guys! Also, I bought off of the Facebook Marketplace something I've wanted for a long time, but that was uh, was too hard. 
No, it's just that I got a junky old one off of the Facebook mm, marketplace. Okay. But then it comes to my attention that a lot of people didn't know that these exist. So I'm telling you now that they exist. It's a little cabinet that you open. Like a the, little console that sits like, against the walls. So. Yeah, just like a little. It's not big, though. It's just a little thing. and you. But you pull the doors open, and then you can pull table legs out of it with all that and then it stacks a bunch of leaves in it. So it's a little cabinet that has like a 10-foot table mm-hmm. that pulls out of it. Yeah. It's a thing it that exists. Like probably invented by a Danish person. Probably, yeah. but yeah. it's, it's really but it's also smart. like mid-century, I think, is when they thing. did these things yeah. more yeah. than now. Anyways. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, can we play Zelda? No, not right now. I'll be in in just a minute. Yeah. yeah, well, we probably time's should, up, like, huh? We should probably dwindle ourselves off to yeah. dinner time, right? It's been good to podcast yeah. a day late. Late. All right, until next time. Bye. Bye.